Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports. And it is sports time as we are talking week two, deuce, deuce, in the National Football League. I'm your host, as always, Matt Pierce, and joining me today is Craig Needles. How the heck are you, Craig? Doing great, how are you? All right, live and in the flesh for this one. Rounding out the trifecta, as always, is William Needles. How the hell are you, Bill? I am fantastic, thank you. Ready for ongoing weeks of football. All right. Well, uh, we we had varying degrees of success slash uh, horribleness happen to us, to our real teams, to our our fantasy teams, to our survivor pools, which I am no longer a part of, and uh, you know, to our spread picks. One of us had a five and zero week to kick off week one, and that person was well me. <laughs> so I would like to take this moment to congratulate. The tri- that, that's the triple myself right there, isn't it? And that man is me. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it was, it was a good one. Honestly, I didn't mind most. Other than Bill, you took Cincy minus the six. I probably would have thrown my body in front of that one. Other than that, I liked all your picks. I think you got hosed on the Tennessee one. I don't know what the hell happened in the second half there. The the only one I was like, Craig, I would have I would have physically not allowed you to take. Uh, San Francisco minus the seven if you were on the pot. That's the only one that I was like, no, come on. I thought that Justin Fields was going to be absolutely brutalized in that game, and I was right, and I still didn't get it. Yeah, (laughs) and and now, in your defense, you didn't know that they were going to be playing in a monsoon, but also I just would have been like, no, you can't take Trey playing. You can't take Trey laying a seven on the road, right? Like, not not a rookie, and I will say I will say that. Based on our circumstances last week, uh, we were at a, a wedding, so we were on the road, sort of. We would normally record this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, if, 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 like, if I was making a like, and I didn't, if I was making a bet on Sunday morning and looking at the weather forecast, there's a zero percent chance that would have done that. Because then, when the monsoon happens, you're like, all right, now literally anything can happen here. I want nothing to do with this. So I was, un- I, I, the, the Chicago forecast w- was unclear when I made that pick for you on Tuesday. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Uh, yeah, and it was also a weird, way, a weird week that we were doing a little bit early too. And and you tried to get it in early because you wanted that Rams plus two and a half, which I <laughs> said on the pod. I don't know if you guys were able to listen. I said on the pod, good thing I'm recording this on Friday because I'd already be zero and one because I probably would have picked the Rams as one of my five, but I didn't get I, to it fast enough because. In that line. And look, look and, and here's the thing. I, I, so I'm at my day job where I'm on the radio. One of the things that we're doing this year is a, a football pick contest with me, and that's fine. Everyone's having a good time. Um, but you know what? I, I, I picked the Bills to win the Super Bowl in that contest. Not like as part of the contest, just to sort of like, you know, get show, show, show the listener where my head is at uh, in the preseason. I said, I think Buffalo's team's going to win the Super Bowl. And I still thought the Rams would make that game competitive because, you know, the Rams just won the Super Bowl. They're all so good. But holy shit, this Buffalo ever looked good. Yeah, mm-hmm. Buffalo looks good. They look damn good. Now, normally, if this was any other sport other than football, like if this was basketball or hockey as well, too, we would be saying, okay, the the Bills, you know, if the Bills were a hockey team, really, we'd be saying, okay, they took their lumps in the last couple of years. Last year, they let one slip away. They know what it takes to win now. They're going to put all that behind them, and they're going to win the damn Super Bowl this year. And they may, but... When you get to the playoffs and it's single elimination, damn, it's tough. It just doesn't necessarily mean that. Like, if if the Bills were an NHL hockey team, based on what they've gone through in the last couple of playoffs, we would be saying this is their year for sure. And we're saying that now, but with the single elimination. 
And they mm. went out and added an elite talent, who, by the way, was phenomenal on yes. Thursday. Vaughn yep. Miller was all over the damn field. He like, sure was. Rumors, the rumors of his demise have been greatly exaggerated. Like he is still an elite, elite pass rusher in the NFL, and he is. Uh, uh, well, obviously, every single thing he does now is building on his already solidified Hall of Fame case. Um, but he is like he is making it a real easy decision when it comes time to decide whether Von Miller goes to Canton or not. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, let's get into week two. Before we First, do that, yes, go ahead. Uh, look, as opposed to just waiting for when we discuss Denver and Houston, can I just have the floor for a couple? Of yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> the discussion yeah. happened on Monday night. Please. Yes, uh, yeah, the, the floor is yours, sir, and, and then I'll, yes. I'll chime in afterwards. Um. I think that in my 30 years of watching Broncos football, that is the worst coaching decision I've ever seen. The worst singular coaching decision I've ever seen. Let's just run through the decision for a second. Broncos have the ball, a little over a minute left. Javante Williams gets tackled, making it a fourth and five. Fourth and five. The Broncos quarterback is a player for whom they have traded two firsts, two seconds, and given $250 million. Not guaranteed, but still $250 million. And they decide that they are going to, rather than have that player, who, by the way, in on fourth between four and six yards, so like fourth and four, fourth and five, fourth and six in his career, this player, Russell Wilson, has uh, picked up uh, that fourth down conversion nearly 60% of the time. The Broncos' offense in this game was averaging 6.6 yards per play. The only reason they didn't have 30 points was a couple of red zone turnovers. It's the only reason. And despite all of these things that were going for Denver, saying, hey, you can get closer here, you can get a closer field goal, they decided to kick a 64-yard field goal. But not before taking that minute 10, running it down to 40 seconds left, and calling a timeout at the end of the 40 seconds as opposed to kicking the field goal. They both wasted the time and wasted the timeout at the very same time. Now, the field goal, unsurprisingly, doesn't go in. Is that Brandon McManus's fault? No, it would have been the third longest field goal in NFL history. And since 1990, 60-plus yard kicks, one of them, one of them has been made in a place that is not a dome and not Denver. Mm. It's happened once. Seattle, last I checked, is in Seattle, and not a dome. And this is the kick that you chose over Russell Wilson on a fourth and five when your offense has been humming for basically the entire game? That's the decision you made? That is, that's as bad an individual game management coaching decision as I've ever seen a Broncos coach make. And I, I'm, I don't know if you guys were watching the Manning feed when it happened. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> I saw a someone counted up, up the number of Someone counted up the number of times Peyton Manning made the timeout signal with his hand, and it was like somewhere in the 20s. <laughs> I, thought, I, I, thought I thought it was 60. I thought it was 60. Oh, it was, right, yes. Yeah. So it, he made the timeout symbol with his hand 60 times. So first he was pretty <laughs> casual about it. He's like, all right, call a timeout here. Talk this one over. Yeah. Better call a timeout. Yeah. Timeout. <laughs> And as the clock's running, he's like, what are they doing? Are, are they going to try to draw him offside? Eli's like, they don't have enough time to do that. And no, they didn't even try to do that. They just said, we're going to go ahead and do this thing. Now, I think calling the timeout with a minute 10 left and then going out and trying to draw them offside, 
okay, like that's fine. Like wait till the clock's not running anymore. But like, ugh, it was just. I, and I'm of course screaming at my television. I uh, listened to most of the game on the radio, and it was a frustrating game. They're taking penalties all over the place, and 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 for the for the season. The game was not that discouraging for me because they had just had a bunch of weird stuff happen. That doesn't get, like they're not going to fumble on the one yard line twice. They're not going to take that many penalties. Like they're they're going to be fine. But geez, you can't give away games like that. You can't give away games like that. And now for the rest of the time that that Nathaniel Hackett is coaching the Broncos, I'm going to be wondering at the end of games, are you going to do something stupid? Like that's that's just something that's going to be on my mind for the rest of the time he's coaching the Broncos, and oof, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't Do feel good. He would have taken heat if he went for it on the fourth and five, and it just missed. Do you think people would have said like maybe they should have kicked or no? No, I don't. Like who's who's gonna with a straight face say, "Oh, you passed up that sixty-four yard field goal, did you?" In Seattle. Yeah, like, with with a, with a guy who's never made a sixty yard kick because somebody posted uh, McManus's you know, numbers he's, plus sixty, he's hit, and he's he's hit one from sixty one. His career long did he? Oh, okay, so he, but he's like one for seven then or something, right? Like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's not good. And, and here's the thing. it's a slightly different probability if this game was a home game. It, yeah, Denver, where the, the altitude. It's in Denver. It's a it's a bit different as far as you know the the length that a kicker is going to be able to to get the ball, all that stuff. It's a bit of a different. Now it still would have been the wrong decision in Denver, but not as wrong as it was in Seattle. Uh, yeah, that was indefensible. That was just indefensible. And again, the defense played great. Seattle had 250 yards in total offense. They were basically doing nothing on offense the entire second half. The offense had 460 yards. They were moving it. They were averaging six yards of play. Like this should have been an absolute Denver beatdown. And it would have been, barring a few unlucky things, and then a horrific coaching choice at the end. So, I I don't know. I, they just better just absolutely smoke Houston on Sunday. Otherwise, I'm going to be pretty miserable. Yeah. Well, I'm on the 10 for minus the 10. I'll tell you that right now. But that that's a little sneak okay. preview of that game. Not for one of my five, but I'll have a couple sprinkled. It's it's not fave five worthy, but... Um, yeah, I would say, like I was saying, it was one of those weird things, and I don't know if you guys listened to the pod last week, but the, that was the last game to talk about. I recommended Seattle on the money line, actually, um, as well as putting them in one of my fave fives to cover the spread, just because I thought that this was going to be a weird, stupid game with, you know, Russell coming back first game, not really thinking maybe he's not going to be as in sync with the Broncos' offenses as we are, as we, we, we think he'll be in, like, you know, weeks 9 and 10. And yeah, twelfth right man. That, but mm. they, they look pretty good. Yeah, they, they did. Good. Like, yeah. uh, just like you know, you don't fumble on the goal line twice, and all this game you win by two touchdowns. Yeah, absolutely. It was just um, it was a weird one. But I like will I was. Add this, yeah. Uh, what what something Peyton Manning messages? He, he said sorry. He, he thought it was going to be a weird one too because he said, "Hey, we had a weird one in it. my first game back in Indianapolis when I was playing for the Broncos. Was a weird one, and that was in week like seven of my yep. second season in Denver. Literally last year when Brady so went back to Tampa Bay, right? Like, that was like a week nine game, and that was weird too, yep. right? Yes, it was. Uh, so that's just a weird one, and uh, and but the other, and he said, you know, it's, it's just weird with the fans and the whole thing. Now, I got a great reception in Indianapolis. Then Eli cuts him off and says, well, it's a little bit different, Peyton. You were cut, remember? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one, Larry. for that. Good job, Eli. <laughs> That's funny. The, uh, but I mean, like, the, 
And that Manning cast was hilarious, where because Shannon Sharp was on with him when that was happening, so it was yeah. three three men who I think have seven Super Bowl rings amongst the three of them, and like it, like That's you correct. said, Pey- Peyton's making the timeout symbol. Uh, Eli's there with his mouth agape, like what the hell is happening? And Shannon Sharp is like squinting at the thing as if he's confused slash can't see what the hell is happening, and they're all like, "What is happening right now?" As this Denver clock ticks. And I was just like, God, that's funny. Uh, it was just a weird, just a weird fucking game. Pretty much everything I expected it to be, but still couldn't have predicted exactly how weird, right? <laughs> oh, oh man. Yeah, I would like I would say that the most concerning thing going forward would be whether or not Nathaniel Hackett is is uh, well, hack, if you will, as a head is coach. Is he? And here's here's going to be the question on Hackett. Is he going to be a Norv Turner type, where the mm. offense? looks pretty good on a pretty regular basis, but the game management is a nightmare. Mm. And, and Hey, maybe he, won't be, I don't know. First time out. We'll see. But that like that possibility exists and teams will keep that guy employed and continue to hire that guy because, Oh, look how good the offense is. But then there's the nightmare game management stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into week two. Uh, first up, a banger of a Thursday night football game. Good Lord. The it's Los Angeles one. The Los Angeles Chargers head into Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. And the Chiefs, uh, this actually opened up a Chiefs minus three and a half. So we were getting the hook. And right now I'm staring at Chiefs minus four, you guys. So there's been some sharp action on the Chiefs minus the three and a half. Uh, I cannot see where the tickets are coming in on this. If it's the tickets or the money that is moving the line. I'll... I'll tell you, uh, FanDuel is offering Kansas City. Uh, if you want the Chargers on FanDuel, you're getting four and a half right now. Four okay. and a half. Interesting. So that would lead me to believe that maybe there's some sharp money coming in on the Chiefs, which yes. makes sense because I don't know what. I, I don't know why people thought that the Chiefs and Mahomes were just going to fall apart because they didn't have Tyreek Hill. I'm sure we all thought it would be, you know, less good. I thought it might look a little less smooth. But at some point, Patrick Mahomes still works here and Andy Reid still works here. Yeah, so what are you worried about? You know, that that alone means the offense should be all right. Yeah. Chiefs minus four at home on Thursday night. Billy, who you got? I am on the Chiefs here. I've complained enough about Thursday games. Where now we get like a decent one, and I'm thinking, oh, what a waste to put it on a Thursday. Like, I feel like I would have rather seen this on a Sunday and given them more time. Well, Especially the given Sunday what the Sunday nighter. Yeah. The Sunday night game this week is Bears Packers. Who wants to watch that as opposed to this? Yeah, I don't. Like, I don't get. And, and I am offended by this, not just as an NFC North fan, but the fact that they bill Packers Bears. They built. Remember they built Packers Bears during well, a couple years ago or whatever, and said that like this was the greatest rivalry in the history of the NFL and I'm like in in our lifetimes can we name a great Bears Packers game like and further that have the, have the two teams ever been like relevant at the same time I mean the Bears they, the Bears great in the 80s the Packers absolute garbage yeah Packers great in the 90s well basically great ever since they traded for Brett Favre uh the Bears yeah they've made a Super Bowl in that run but even that year that was uh, that was kind of on the the downslope for Favre. Mm-hmm. Like they just haven't been relevant teams at the same time, basically ever. Yeah, they, uh, they met in the there was the one NFC title game at the year yes, uh, the '09. The yeah, but but yeah, Cutler yeah. Cutler hurt his knee in the second quarter and was out, and it was Caleb Haney for the rest of the game. And if and if 
if Cutler plays that, I, I'm convinced if Cutler plays that whole game, Aaron Rodgers is sitting here without a Super Bowl. Like, mm, that's yep. that's that's uh, a tough that's a tough one to think. Uh, and then have three, which yeah, Roethlisberger or Cutler would have one, which is yeah, <laughs> not, not sure the world. Yeah, which is I'm not sure if that's the world we necessarily want to live in. Uh, but either way, um, Billy Billy's on the Chiefs. Uh, Craig, you're thinking what I'm for on, this game? I'm on Kansas City, um, mm-hmm. but obviously, if like if this line keeps going up, which is the way it's trending, it opened at two and a half in some places, and now mm. you can get it at four and a half in some places. If this line keeps trending up, I might start thinking about the Chargers. But I'm on Kansas City. I'm remained outraged. This is not the Sunday night game. Like, wh- wh- why isn't some executive NBC being like, yes, we would like to do a promo where we have the Mahomes and the the Justin Herbert stuff going back and forth. Why are you making us do something that has to do with the Bears and the Packers? I, I don't think know. It's Maybe a legitimate question. There's my guess would be since Amazon is hosting Thursday games now that Amazon Maybe was they like wanted to give them a really good one to get going. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, mm-hmm. that made that the, the Amazon gave the NFL a lot of money. That's probably it. All yeah, right. that's that's probably it. So we're, we no longer have to suffer through Jaguars Titans on Thursday night games, which. Fine, I guess. Um, do you guys feel about? Do you guys like the over at all in this one? And by the over, I mean the under because I would never take an over because I'm. Ah, uh, well, that's not true. But uh, fifty-three and a half is the total right now. Ooh, that's pretty high. That yeah. is high. I don't know if I'd have the guts to take the under this early in the season. That's true. Yeah. Well, two, there's two an under. I'm pretty potent offenses. Well, let's talk about the under. Let's move to Sunday night in a game that I think we should think about taking the under. The Carolina Panthers are heading to New York to take on the Giants, you guys. And the Giants are a short home favorite of minus two and a half in Carolina. And Sunday afternoon is going to come out hot right out the gate with one that I think is going to be one of my favorite five picks. I like Carolina plus the two and a half here. I like Carolina not only with the two and a half for the Fay Five, but also on the money line because I think that they can straight up win this game. If history's taught us anything, you you bet, uh, although I faded them, I guess I, I took Tennessee in the, in the survivor pool and rude the day, but you, you take Daniel Jones when he's on the road and you fade him at home. Panthers actually look really good. The giant, well, not, well, Really good as a relative term here, but they look decent. The Giants, I literally, honestly, they had like three plays that entire game. They basically had two plays and then one nice drive by Daniel Jones, plus the two-point conversion where Saquon Barkley literally had to truck three dudes in order to get it into the end zone because they barely scored that. And then they needed Randy Bullock. (laughs) They needed fat Randy Bullock, who looked extra heavy too, to shank one wide left to secure a road victory. And it was just like, uh, I'm, I'm on the Panthers. I'm on the money line. Uh, 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 and they're going to be one of my five. Billy, what do you think about this one? Sorry, go ahead, Craig. Uh, what I'll say about the Panthers, didn't they just lose a game at home against a team playing their backup quarterback? Yeah, like, what, what, that's fair. But that was also that was a, that was a weird game too, though, right? And, uh, you know, and, the, and the, the Browns kicker kicked a, a, a pretty weird one too. Yards. Yeah, yeah. New York was extremely LSU and he's extremely good now. He's going to be a very good NFL kicker. Mm-hmm. That, that makes sense. I, I would I would tend to lean that, but but still, it, it's just I, I I like Caroline in the spot because the Giants I think are overvalued right now. And and yeah, I, 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 yeah. I think that's 
I think I, I don't dispute that. I think Carolina's the pick. It's not one of my five, but I think Carolina's the pick here, yes. Yeah. Uh, Billy, what do you think about this one? Yeah, I'm in agreement with you. I think it might be overreacting to a Giants win here because the Giants did not look good. I mean, Barkley's not going to get 10 yards of carry, whatever he had in the game. Like, uh, I think that they're going to fall back to earth a little bit. And Carolina, no, they weren't great, but they were mediocre. And mediocre is enough where you can beat the Giants on the money line, let alone getting an extra couple points. Now, the total in this one is something I think we should consider 43 and a half. Uh, that's an under. <laughs> that's an under that I like because where are the points coming from in this game? I'm, I, I don't know. If I don't you, see it. Uh, if you go shopping a little bit, you can find 44 in some books. Mm. Oh, why not? Yeah, I like it. Get that extra half point without paying for it. I like it. Uh, <laughs> ne- next game of the 1 o'clock slate, the New England Patriots head to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers, and the Patriots are laying 2.5. Here's the problem with this one. We missed – the best number. I stared at this this morning when I was putting this together when the line was New England minus one and a half. And I said, boy, I want New England minus one and a half. And this is probably going to be one of my favorite five because um, I had the Steelers money line last week. I sort of liked what I saw in the first half and then didn't like what I saw the rest of the way. J.J. Watt will not be a participant in this game. Uh, Najee Harris is hurt. I'm not a believer in the Patriots or the talent, but I do think that they are better than the Steelers. The problem was this was also Patriots minus one and a half which uh, this morning, which is something I wanted. And I was trying to figure out why that was. And this morning, Mac Jones had a back injury and was questionable to play in this game. And you want Mac Jones, even though I'm not a believer in him, as opposed to Stidham or whatever the whoever the hell the backup is for the Patriots He's in these the, days. He's with the Raiders now. I don't even know who the backup is. Uh, yeah, well, I'll find that out in a second. But the point is, we missed the best number. Uh, Mac Jones was a full participant in practice, so he's likely to play this game. But the Sharps have already come in and hammered New England minus the one and a half with that, uh, with that information now out there, I would say, because it's currently sitting at Patriots minus two and a half. So we missed the best of the number, which sucks for me because I kind of want. I wish I wrote down Patriots minus one and a half, may, or or even bet it, but didn't. So that may sucks I say something. for me. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, for starters, it's uh, it's it's Brian Hoyer who Hoyer is perpetually. Okay. Yeah, he's perpetually the Patriots backup quarterback. Like he, he's like yeah. Austin Powers; they reanimate him before they need him. Yeah. Um, when I talk about this game, uh, the the main thing I want to say is Scott Hansen. Yeah. Do not show this game. Wow. Two shockers in back-to-back weeks, I would say. Because well, last week you had Falcon Saints, right? I'll explain why this wasn't Jaguars-Colts in a minute. But Trubisky looked terrible. The, the Steelers just had a game where they got five turnovers, and the other team's long snapper got injured, and they barely won. Yeah. Like I don't and needed a blocked extra point in order to yeah. save my I had two miracle money lines that and the and the Seahawks one. Woo. An extra point by the way that would not have been blocked had the Bengals long snapper been in the game and not forced the punter to jump to get the ball down and the kicker to wait before he kicked it. Um yeah, yeah just like the, the Steelers offense was was brutal against the Bengals. Absolutely brutal. The Patriots showed us nothing against Miami. Like, do we, we want to watch an offense where Matt Patricia's calling plays? No, thank you. Oof. Scott Hansen, don't show this game. 
Yeah, it just sucks that we missed the one and a half because that 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 would have pushed us into Fave Five territory for sure if we knew Mac Jones was playing this morning. Ah, Sharps beat us to it. They're too good. Billy, what do you say on this one? Uh, yeah, I have no interest in this game, that's for sure. But I think I'm going to – it went to two and – I'll take the points. I mean, it's it should be a close enough game. You're getting some points at home. Let's go with uh, the Steelers. Next up, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers head into New Orleans to take on the Saints. The line already moved on this one. I'll give it to you guys at the three because I wrote it down as one of my fave five. New Orleans plus the three, which is what it was this morning. The Sharps have come in and bet it down, so we've lost half a point. This is a classic pros versus Joes matchup. All of the tickets are currently on Tampa Bay, but all of the money is on New Orleans, which means the Sharps are on the Saints, and the public is on the Bucks because the public saw uh, you know, Tom Brady and them get a pretty, a pretty grindy win against the uh, against the Cowboys on Sunday night, and they've got Tom Brady, and then the Saints needed a miracle to beat the to beat a really bad Falcons team, but the Bucks struggled in the red zone without Gronk, didn't they? Woo! That that did not look good. Um, I'm on the Saints. I'll give it to you with the three if you guys want it. I'm on the Saints too. I think that Tampa Bay is going to figure out what's going on with that. Uh, the line, by the way, as you as you said, open to four and a half. But yeah, it's it, the fact that we're now Tampa Bay favored by two and a half. Like, there's obviously there, there's Saint money coming in very clearly. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, uh, I'm on the Saints too. Yeah, I'm, uh, so I'm on the Saints. Craig's on the Saints. Billy, what do you think about this one? Yeah, I'm on Tampa Bay. I, I think Tampa Bay will turn it around and play better than they did week one. I am I'm not trusting the Saints this quickly. Like they squeaked by last week against a bad team. Uh, I'm not trusting the Saints. Two games at all. on purpose. Yes, they squeaked by them. What's that? They squeaked by a team that is losing games on purpose. Yeah, yes. exactly. Like I, I'm not trusting them against a good team with not much of a spread here. I, I'm still on Tampa Bay. Uh, next up, the Jets and the Browns. This one, it's moved a little bit. It was, I think it was Jets plus six, and now it's Jets plus six and a half, which is weird to me. So somebody, some pro syndicate must have come in on the Browns enough to move it half a point. Or maybe I'm just looking at a weird Canadian line where it's six and a half because the, from what I saw, this is a public dog because the... Uh, Sharps, I, I know this morning I saw some of the Sharps come in on the Jets, but I also saw a lot of public money coming in on the Jets. So the public thinks this is a live dog as well. So that's usually when you want to be careful and maybe stay away. My advice, even though it's 40, <laughs> bet the under on this football game. And uh, I'm surprised this wasn't uh, the Scott Hansen game of the week, quite frankly, Craig. Uh, but I guess... I thought about it, but I'm a little bit in interested in what the Cleveland defense is able to do. Mm-hmm. Um, They've at least know. got you know, Nick maybe, Chubb, maybe who's fun to watch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Nick Chubb's at least fun to watch. Maybe it should have been this. All I'm saying is... There like, was stiff competition this week for Scott Hansen. Last week, it was, you kind of had to reach a little bit. This I, this yeah. stiff competition this week, for sure. Lions, Commanders, the Colts, Jaguars. Was, was, the game I picked was very exciting, ironically. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. So... I'm just not interested in watching either the Patriots or Steelers' offenses, so forget it. Uh, Browns minus six and a half. Billy, what do you think about this one? Uh, 
Uh, Browns. I mean, the, the Jets are, are a garbage fire, and I think they will always be, maybe forever. Uh, and Cleveland is good enough that they should be covering. Ah, it's a high spread, but I'm still going to take it if it's under a touchdown, so I'll say Cleveland. I th- think water gun to my head, I would take the Jets plus the six and a half, but it definitely it would nowhere near come close to one of my five. Well, maybe closer than you think, but definitely out of the fave five. Craig, what do you think about this one? Um, yeah, I, I like at the four and a half, I would very quickly have taken Cleveland. The six and a half gives me pause. You can get it, still get it at six in some spots. Uh, but MGM's offering at six. Uh, but I will take, uh, I will begrudgingly take the Browns. Okay. Uh, next up, probably the marquee matchup of the one o'clock slate. It's either that or Saints box, but I think I'm going to go with Dolphins Ravens here. Um, because yep. this might be the only matchup that features two playoff teams, or two potential playoff teams at least anyway. Uh, the Dolphins are heading to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. The Ravens absolutely shellacked the Jets on the road last week. The Dolphins shellacked the Patriots at home. Dolphins, Ravens, Ravens minus three and a half at home. We're getting the hook on this one. Public money is coming in on the Dolphins. Tickets are coming in on the Ravens. But not a lot of, or sorry, money's coming. Tickets are coming in the Dolphins. Money's coming in the Ravens. Not a ton of money because I think the Sharps are waiting to see if this will get to three. And that's my advice to this game as well is wait or see if you can shop around, as Craig was suggesting earlier. Maybe you can find Baltimore minus the three because I don't want, I want Baltimore here. I don't want to give the hook here. Um, So... I, I'm on Baltimore, but my advice is wait and see if you can get it at three or just don't bet this game. Bill, what do you think with the Ravens yeah, laying three against Dolphins? Yeah, I, I think I like the Ravens, but not by a heck of a lot. And, and nope. even with the hook, I'd almost want to switch to Miami at this point. Uh, but no, I'll take Baltimore. They're at home. I think these are both good teams, uh, but I'm going to take Baltimore because they're at home. And I, I think... Week one, neither of them were tested that well, so this will be a more telling game for both of these teams. Greg, thoughts on Dolphins-Ravens and the three-and-a-half point spread? I want the Ravens. Mm. I think they're better. Um, and I, I, I'm, I'm good with that. I think the Ravens are going to be one of my five. Yeah, like, mm. I just don't know if that, that three you're waiting for is going to happen. Yeah. I think... I just don't know. I don't know if that line is going to ever exist. So I'm going to wait on it a little bit. But my bigger concern is that I wait and it gets to four. Fair. Yeah, that's something I could. I just don't think because the sharps aren't going to bet the dolphins. I don't think. I don't. I, so I don't. No, I don't see it moving. No. I don't see it going to four. But that's true. So and the public money is going to be Baltimore. So you're right. Uh, you're right. Well, if the if the public money's on Baltimore, public money's on the dolphins. Money. Yeah. Oh, public's on the, the Dolphins? Yeah, the tickets are on the Dolphins. I don't I don't understand that. I don't understand mm. that. Um, so, yeah, I'd be a little concerned. I think it's because of the weird, like, I, I think it's because of the weird, like, uh, like the Dolphins have a very rabid fan base. They call them the Tuanons. I don't know if you guys have seen that. <laughs> uh, it's quite clever, actually. They, they've got, I, I wonder if they're loud enough that, that that might be changing some of the public perception on the Dolphins gambling-wise. I don't know. I wonder if that's got something to do with it, but 
don't know. Also, maybe I'm just talking to my ass. But yeah, I, my my advice is maybe, or maybe buy it down to three. Although I don't like buying the lines down because that's Vegas stealing money from people. But yeah, water gun to my head, I would still lay the three and a half. I think I just I would prefer to find this at three. I don't mind it though for at the three and a half. It's not that brutal yep. to me. Uh, next up, the Washington Seawords. Going up against my beloved Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions, minus one and a half point favorites. Short home favorite. I thought I saw a tweet that said, I thought I saw a tweet, Craig, that said this was the first time in 24 straight games that the Detroit Lions are a favorite. And that's apparently a record in the Super Bowl era. That is not surprising to me. 24 uh, straight games as a dog. Yeah, I'm I'm legitimately excited for this game. Like the Lions kind of look, look like the way that we talked about on the preview, where it's like, oh, this offense might be okay, but the defense might be a problem. That's kind of the way yeah. things looked against Philadelphia. Goods were as advertised uh, in Week One, that's for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think both of these teams are in the this offense might be okay, but this defense might be a problem. These guys, the two quarterbacks who are starting this game, uh, not for the the teams aforementioned, obviously, but uh, they were the one and two pick in the same draft. Um, I like the Lions. Yeah, I like that. I don't, I yeah, short short home favorite look good. Might be probably a defense you might like as at the defenses is currently constituted because obviously Washington is missing some some key contributors right now. Um, yeah, I, I, I yeah, I, I think if you're, you're just following back on an old adage, it's a good it's a good offense like, short home favorite. I know you don't like overs. The total in this game. Uh, if you were to go bet it over at win, 48. Yeah, I'm staring at 48 and a half, and I honestly was looking at that thinking, that's probably an over. <laughs> I, just, uh, God, yeah. I think that's got because I, I don't think either of these defenses are good, and I think yeah. both of these offenses are decent. So I think we might see 50 points in this game. Yeah, I can see it. Billy, Detroit, short home favorite, laying the one and a half. What do you think? Yeah, I'm with Detroit. I, I liked what I saw. Last week from them, I thought the offense was capable. I think that they have holes on defense that Washington won't be able to expose as well as, well, maybe a lot of the other teams they're going to play this year. So I think this is one that Detroit might have the advantage. I'm taking Detroit. Last game of the 1 o'clock slate and a gloriously juicy matchup that unfortunately we did not record this pod. I know Craig and I already bet this game. But unfortunately, we did not record this pod in time to give the advice uh, so that you're getting the best number, uh, the best of the number, because the best of the number is gone. Colts heading to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. The line opened up at Jaguars plus four and a half at home. 60% of the tickets in on Indianapolis. 90% of the money on the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Sharps came in and hammered the Jaguars at the plus four and a half. This line is currently sitting at minus three and a half. For our five purposes, if you want this one, gentlemen, uh, I'll give it to you at the four and a half. But uh, the best of the number is gone in this game. The Sharps moved this one a four point uh down to three and a half uh but luckily i hope you got oh so they really moved it yes i saw it at four and a half and was like you shitting me and immediately opened up my apps and 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 hammered the jaguars and i hope uh, you guys did the same when we were talking about it this morning uh billy colts laying three and a half on the road in in uh jacksonville yeah i'm i'm taking the 
points here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I'll take Jacksonville. They're at home. They they're, they're getting points. They didn't look terrible, um, and, and the Colts didn't look particularly impressive. That's for sure. Uh, you shouldn't even be close to Houston, let alone a tie. Uh, I'm saying Jacksonville here. I think they're going to be on the upswing this year. So we'll see. There were there were. I rewatched the game footage of that that Jaguars Commanders game. The Jaguars should have won. At they at least should have covered. It's a shame that they didn't at least cover the the spread. Lawrence was even better than I remember him being in my head because he basically missed three touchdowns. Two, uh, like two were dropped. One was that horrible Travis Etienne drop. Hopefully he doesn't do that ever again. And he did miss one throw where he put a little too much air under the ball where a guy was streaking down the sidelines. And unfortunately he did miss that one, but that's basically akin to two or three touchdowns that the Jaguars were missing on uh, Sunday night. So that, or last Sunday. So that sucked. Uh, Craig Colts laying the three and a half in Jacksonville. What do you think? I want the points, please. Yeah, yeah, we're all on we're all on Jacksonville here, and and the pros are too. So that's where we like to be. It's always reassuring to know that when I see something and then and go, that's weird, and then the pros hammered. I'm like, well, I at least got that one right. Four o'clock games, late afternoon games. First up, the Atlanta Falcons head to Los Angeles to take on the Rams. Rams minus ten and a half against the Falcons, who blew one. Rams getting extra rest. I don't have any analysis other than this is not going to be one of my five, but I don't think you think this game through other and any further than just hold your nose and take the Atlanta Falcons. If you're one of those compulsive types who has to gamble, is this not just to hold your nose and take the 10 and a half with the Falcons? Uh, what do you think, Craig? Uh, no, oh, okay. uh, it's not. That. Uh, I, I just think that, like, like you said, the Rams are, are rested they're coming off of a pretty bad shellacking yeah. on Thursday night football to open the season. I think for me, uh, and the Falcons, although they, you know, kept things close against the saints. Like I think they played above their heads a little bit. I think for me, you, you like, I'm not putting money on this, but I want nothing to do with the Falcons in the 10 and a half. Nothing to do with it. Okay. Um, I think you're making some great points there. I, I would counter with, they have a quarterback who is potentially very compromised, and the Rams also can't run the football to protect a big lead. Yeah, there's that. And, and with ten and a half, with ten and a half, that's that's dangerous for an Atlanta Falcons team. Who say what you will about them, they have a very creative offense that does some stuff from time to time and, and have done with, with this current regime. So that's, that's, that's why I think this is a hold your nose and take the head 10 and a half. Uh, I'm on the Falcons. Ram, Craig's on the Rams. Billy tiebreaker. Yeah, I'm on the Falcons here. The Rams did right. nothing to make me think they deserve that many points. We'll like three weeks from now, we'll probably think it's crazy that we weren't all on the Rams. Uh, I think they will get back to normal here. But I just can't trust them with the way they they played last night. No, Buffalo is great, but I'm still not trusting them with that many points. Next four o'clock game, the Seattle Seahawks head into San Francisco to take on the Fighting Trey Lances. Niners are favored by minus eight and a half. This was the fastest dead nuts lock I had for my fave five. And you know if I'm laying eight and a half, you know it's something. It's a special moment for us to lay the eight and a half. This is a perfect storm of the Seahawks basically just won their Super Bowl. They're now going on the road thinking they're better than they are. 
They're not. They should have got shellacked. Craig, Craig, we covered it all earlier at the beginning of this pod. They should have got shellacked by the Broncos. Geno Smith had the half of his career and then did nothing in that second half. The San Francisco 49ers uh, lost in a goddamn monsoon on the road to a inferior Bears team. So they're looking for a bit of revenge. So it's a team that has absolutely no value. Uh, or it's a team that's completely undervalued right now and in the public's eyes against the San Francisco 49ers versus a Seahawks team that is completely overvalued in the public's eyes right now. And I am running, not walking, to lay this minus 8.5 with the 49ers. Billy, what say you? Uh, I'm not running. Um, I, I think... Yeah, it, it's got to be the Niners. They're at home, and you're right. Uh, Seattle deserved to lose by a lot against a Denver team that I'm not even sure if they're that good. And, and San Francisco, I would argue, is probably better than Denver. So I think it's a pretty safe spot to, to lay that many points. I'll take San Francisco as well. Kittle is still not practicing. That's the only thing I'm a little worried about. But that's kind of just par for the course during this era of the San Francisco 49ers. Craig, Niners laying the 8.5 against Seattle. What do you think? Love the Niners. Yeah. Just take it. Mm-hmm. Just take it. I've, the Niners yeah. win the game. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good old-fashioned blowout. Uh, all right. Next up, the Houston Texans going to Denver to take on Craig's Denver Broncos. Denver laying the 10. Not going to be one of my five, but... Uh, lay the 10 with the Broncos. I, honestly, I don't have any more analysis for this game. I got the exact same analysis that I have for the Falcons game, which is just if you're one of those compulsive types who has to gamble and you're on this one, uh, lay the 10 with the Broncos because I think it's a pissed-off Broncos team at home. Uh, they're going to clean up some of those sloppy mistakes. The Texans, we're going to be betting them down the line, but this isn't the spot, I don't, th- I don't think, for them. Coming off a week one cover uh, that I already took. So, Houston, I will return to you. This is not the week. Craig, what do you think about your Broncos land 10? Uh, yeah, give me the Broncos. Everyone's going to be pissed off. They're going to be ready to go. And Houston played over their heads last week. Give me the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Uh, Billy, your thought? Broncos land 10? Yeah, I... Yeah, I think I gotta be on the Broncos here. I mean, yes, they had some pretty bad mistakes that cost them a heck of a lot of points last week, uh, but they played decent, and there's no reason to believe they're gonna make mistakes that bad again. I would hope ever. Uh, so I, I think Denver's a much better team. They're at home, and Houston is terrible and probably not as good as they were last week. So I'm, I'm on Denver as well. All right. Cardinals head to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders, and this line has moved significantly. Uh, This line opened up at Raiders minus 2.5, and and the Sharps came in and hammered it and put it all the way up to Raiders minus 5. I... It's, it's now it's full Vegas zone. I still kind of like the Raiders minus the five, but you're not getting the best of the number. So this game's a complete stay away from me because I'm, I'm not trusting the Cardinals on the road. And I think the Raiders look really good. I, I, I thought they, I thought that that was the most, um, that, that was the most week one game that I thought resembled what could be a playoff game. If that makes sense was that Chargers Raiders game where it was like both teams kind of figuring each other out and, and, but, and, and, you know, there were some turnovers, but they weren't like sloppy week one turnovers. They were, you know, like 
pretty decent turnovers if there is such a thing. The I I I like the Raiders here, but you're not getting the best of the numbers. So for for me, it's a stay away. What do you think on this one, Billy? My, uh, Raiders laying five against the Cardinals. Yeah. The Cardinals looked dreadful in Week One. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to watch either of these teams that much in Week One, but I, I think. The Cardinals, I, I knew was bad coming into this, and I have always had faith in the Raiders, but that's a lot of points. Would you have it up five five or four five? I I got it straight up five. Straight five, okay. Um, yeah. I I gotta say the Raiders here. Um, I I think they'll be able to move the ball, they'll be able to score points, and I just don't know that Arizona is good enough to do as much. I still can't believe this opened at two and a half. I just wasn't fast enough to see to see that. Uh, I just. I don't have runners who are checking the score or who are refreshing the the, the, the the score to get the lines at like 1 o'clock in the morning when they come out, unfortunately. Because this one got, man, this could have been, we could have been sitting here with the Raiders as a short home favorite against the Cardinals instead of we're sitting here in Vegas. So, damn shame. It's a damn shame. Uh, Craig, uh, analysis on Raiders-Cardinals. Raiders laying the five. Uh, yeah, I still like the Raiders. Uh, not one of my five, but uh, I, they would have been at, at uh, three and a half or whatever, yeah. or whatever it opened up. Certain, uh, but not now. But I, yeah, I like. I don't. I just don't think the Cardinals are very good. Mm-hmm. And you know what's crazy? I don't think the Cardinals are very good, and they've still got Kyler Murray on one more cheap year this year. Yeah. yeah. Like, how are you not good with Kyler Murray on a cheap deal? Like and- that. And the thing with them is Kingsbury and Murray usually start off hot and then fade on the back nine of the season. And here they are. I mean, it's only one week. I don't want to overreact, but we're staring at them going into Las Vegas, and I don't, I don't see them getting a, getting a win on Sunday. So the, the team that usually starts, um, starts hot and finishes poorly is, you know, it could, it could be a recipe for a real bad season in Arizona, especially with Hopkins not getting back till week seven, for God's sake. Uh, last game of the one o'clock slate, four o'clock slate. Sorry, the four, the late afternoon. The Cincinnati Bengals heading into Dallas to take on America's team, the Cowboys. No Dak Prescott, who had surgery on his thumb and is going to be out for six to eight weeks or four weeks, or he might be back next week, according to Jerry Jones. Yeah, uh, Jerry Jones would tell you that Dak Prescott might play in this game, but yeah. actual doctor say he's going to be gone for a month and a half. So we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's gonna be what was his name? Cooper Rush is the is the yeah, man, which is a great would be a great name if if he, that's a great quarterback name if if he uh, could actually do it. I the analysis on him from the people who uh, know what they're talking about seems to be that Cooper Rush is a good quarterback, like between the ears, but he basically has the equivalent of a pitcher with a dead arm so <laughs> that's no good and that's basically what's holding him back if he had anything resembling a decent arm he would probably at least be like i i, I don't know could he be like a gardner menchu type or something like that but because he, he basically has no arm he, he i don't know uh this line weirdly enough opened up at Bengals minus nine, and the Sharps have come in and bet it down to minus seven and a half. They they were on the Cowboys because I agree with them. I think that this line is given the public perception on this line is going to be oh the Cincinnati Bengals came off a you know like Cincinnati Bengals are you know Joe Burrow and them they almost pulled it out even though they looked bad in the first half and Burrow wasn't that great in that game and the Cowboys looked obviously dreadful 
on that Sunday nighter and then lost Dak Prescott and Alf Cooper uh, rush coming out there. It's not a great spot. So obviously the public perception on this is going to be lay the points with the Bengals. And that's where the Sharps go in. So this is a total pros versus Joes game. The public is going to be like the, like the Joes are going to be on the Bengals. The pros are going to be on the Cowboys. The problem is we're not getting the best of the number anymore because it's it was Cowboys 9 and now it's Cowboys plus 7.5. Um, water gun to my head. I would still take the points with the Cowboys at home, but that's not for the faint of heart, but it's definitely not going to be one of my five. Uh, Craig, what do you think about this? Cowboys currently uh, getting seven and a half at home. I still want the Bengals. Interesting. They scored three points and they got, da- they had death pass got in there for half the game. They that happens when play at all. They look truly bad. The off- they did line look truly looked bad. bad. They had yeah. like... And here, here's the thing, like, for, for like, so they're going to stack the box against Elliot, and they're going to say, find a way to beat us. Oh, by the way, we're going to stack the box against Elliot, and we're going to double Lamb. So, good yeah. luck, because we, really, we don't really think everyone else is going to be able to do it. Um, we didn't see any evidence in that week one game that's, that says C.D. Lamb is going to be that dude, unfortunately. Now, uh, that can change as the weeks I, go, but... Uh, I don't blame C.D. Lamb for what happened. I'll tell you that much right now. Um, yeah. I still want the I still want the Bengals in this game. Interesting. I, I'll just tell you, you're yeah, you're on the Joe's side on that one though. I, I I don't know what the pros are thinking. I don't know what their thought process is. If they did, I'd be much richer than I currently am. I'm just telling you the the pros are on the Cowboys, but we're not getting the best of the numbers. So that makes this game a stay away from me. Billy, what do you what, what do you think about Bengals Cowboys here? Yeah, I think I gotta go with the Bengals here. Okay. Um, I I think Dallas was a complete disaster. You're right; they had uh, they had Prescott for half the game and still could only score three points. But I, I I don't know that they're gonna recover from not having him. And you said four to six weeks. Like, I mean, they might be losing playoff hopes here. Um, and I think Cincinnati looked better as the game went on, so I think that will continue. I think we'll see a, a good showing this week. Um, so I'm going Cincy. Sunday nighter. <laughs> Just an awful game. Uh, the Chicago Bears coming off a surprising win. The Green Bay Packers coming off a not surprising loss, but surprising in how not competitive they were against your Vikings. Uh, Packers are laying 10. And I, I think I'm going to lay the 10. There was a lot going against the Packers in that game, uh, considering they didn't have... You know, they didn't have Lazard and whatnot. They were missing the, the, the guys that Rodgers is expecting to turn into, or at least people are expecting Rodgers to turn into viable uh, one-ride receivers. Um, much like the Seahawks-Niners game, the Bears are probably currently a little bit overvalued right now, and the Packers might be a little bit undervalued based on how week one went. And let's not forget that Aaron Rodgers, he told you himself, he owns the Chicago Bears. So, uh, water gun to my head, I'm laying the 10 with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Billy, what do you what do you think about this one? Yeah, it's too many for me for a division game. I, I know the Packers are better. They didn't look great, but I just I know they're a better team. And, and Chicago's not great. I still think division game, it's just too high of a line. I'm, I'm taking Chicago here. I, I, I don't know. I just think this is one of the games where one of the wide receivers or tight ends or something for Rodgers has like three touchdowns. And it's like... And everybody's rushing to the waiver wire on Monday morning to get whoever he tossed the three scores to, the nameless guy who had three scores and then doesn't score again the rest of the year. Uh, 
So I'm on the Packers. Uh, Billy's on the Bears. Craig, tiebreaker. Uh, I, this is not a game that I'm going to be putting money on, but I, I, I like the Packers if I'm picking one. I just think the Bears played over their heads a little bit. But, geez, the, like, the Packers' offense looked bad against Minnesota. They looked legitimately bad. So if I were a Packer fan, I'd be concerned about that. I would. I mean, they got time to work the kinks out because I, I was less concerned. I'm not concerned at all about the Packers' offense because Rodgers will figure it out. He always does. This is a great bounce-back spot for them, obviously, because they're a 10-point dog. I was mostly concerned about the fact that they were that they spent the entire game going, let's try man coverage against Justin Jefferson. And then despite the fact he was 10 yards open the entire game, they never On his stopped second doing that. Down? Yeah. On his second touchdown, the Packers defensive backfield just may as well have not have been out there. Yeah, no, yeah, they might he might as well have just like done the worm all the way. Yeah. It was it was so bad. I mean he had enough time. He could have he could have grittied the entire like the fifty yards that he ran to score that touchdown, right? It was it was abysmal. Oh. First, this is the first guy you're supposed to make sure you've got somebody on and you had nobody on him. Yeah. Uh all right. Monday nighters. And I, you heard me correct, Monday nighters. I think this is one of six weeks that have two Monday nighters. I don't know. I like it. I don't. I like it too. I don't know. I wish they would spread them out a little bit more. I, I don't like that the fact that Vikings Eagles is going to kick off when Titans Bills is probably in what like the Late two minute warning. Uh, yeah, the yeah, two yeah. minute warning maybe of the of the first half. Uh, so that's going to be somewhere. Are they doing like a red zone? I hope they're doing like a red zone-y type thing on zone <laughs> on Monday night so that, yeah, so that I don't have to be flicking back and forth. But either way, I'll make it work. First up, 7-15, the Tennessee Titans head to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Bills with a little bit of extra. With, Bills with the super rest for this game, actually. Uh, Titans coming off a, a just an abysmal loss that never should have happened in a million years. Bills came off the shellacking of the defending Super Bowl champions. Bills are laying 10 at home in Tennessee. Hold your nose and take the Titans is the recommendation from Matt Pierce. Uh, I know the Titans looked... I know the Titans absolutely puked up a game, and I know the Bills look like the Super Bowl potential Super Bowl champion, Buffalo Bills, but in the brief Mike Vrabel, Josh Allen era that we've had, the Titans have given the Bills fits every time they play them, and uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the points. I'm gonna hold my nose, and I'm gonna take the Tennessee Titans in this one. Not gonna be one of my five. Not gonna be one of the fave five. But I'll have a couple tickets with the Titans uh, getting ten points. Uh, Craig, what do you think about this one? Um, I lean like I, I'm staying away from this game entirely. I want nothing to do with it. Okay. I lean Buffalo though. Fair. All right, um, just, I'm saying I just Titans. Think, like, I think they just beat the snot out of a better team on the road. True. I'm not saying it makes sense. I'm not saying football makes sense, but for whatever reason, the Titans and Vrabel have a weird bead on this Bills team. Um, and Like, they beat them last year, uh, and, and, and I believe there was a playoff game in there between these two that was, that was close and weird. Uh, but... Yeah, for whatever reason, Vrabel and, and the Titans have a little bit of a little bit of a bead on this Bills team. I still think the Bills win, but I think it's closer than the ten point spread. I'm on the Titans. Bills are Craig's on the the Bills. Billy tiebreaker. Yeah, I'm on the Titans as well. I think Buffalo's fantastic. There's no doubt about it. But I think Tennessee is too good of a team for this many points. 
Um, I, I don't know that it's going to be a guaranteed blowout. You got two, one really good team and one decent team. I like Tennessee's odds of keeping it at least competitive. So give me Tennessee. Last game of the week, Minnesota Vikings head to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Eagles laying two and a half is the short home favorite. I've got the Eagles as one of my five. Sorry, Billy. Um, the Eagles can run the ball. The Eagles can own the lines, which is what you need to do to slow down this high-powered Vikings team. Basically, everything the Packers didn't try to do <laughs> last week is something I think the Eagles can do. I think they get the home win, and uh, the, the Vikings slip to 1-1, to one and one, but there's probably better days ahead. Oh, and also it's Kirk Cousins in primetime, which has been uh, notoriously debated over the years. Oh, and also the tickets are on the Vikings, which means the public's on the Vikings, but the money's on the Eagles, so the Sharps are already on the Eagles too. So I'm, I'm laying the 2.5. Uh, with the Eagles, and this is probably going to be one of my five. Billy, what do you think about your Vikings uh, getting two and a half on the road? You know what? I, I like the Vikings here. I, I think they played well week one, and they have fooled me many a time in the past, uh, but I do think that they've got better pieces now that they've had in a while. I know they're going to be able to move the ball against Philadelphia. What I'm not sure of is how the defense is going to hold up. Like, was last week a fluke because, you know, Rodgers doesn't have weapons. I, I think that we'll find out this week. But I, I do like Minnesota's odds here. I do think they'll be able to control the game uh, better than Philadelphia will. Um, I think it might go from a Kirk Cousins type day to a Dalvin Cook type day. Uh, and not just because they're in prime time. Uh, but I think Minnesota will be able to control this one and win. So I'm taking Minnesota here. All right. Uh, Craig, tiebreaker. I think that the Eagles just gave up 35 to the Detroit Lions. Yeah, a lot of that was with the prevent defense in the fourth quarter. Though. No, that's that's no, that's that's true. That's true. But mm-hmm. like the game wound up being close. True. Um, I just there's a chance that the Eagles defense isn't that good. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I am I I'm I'm leaning Vikings, but it's not one of my five. Okay. All right, all right, so we're a little bit divided on that one. Uh, Okay, and uh, we're off the hook for Survivor Picks, uh, thanks to, well, me. (laughs) So I picked the Tennessee Titans uh, last week. It was a dreadful week, one, for for Eliminator Pools, I thought. Yeah, if I was in a pool, I would have picked 49ers. That's who I would have picked. Yeah, a lot of people did. A lot of people picked the 49ers. A lot of people tried to sneak one in there, like myself with the Tennessee Titans. And bleh. Uh, A lot of people I know were on the Broncos uh, to beat the Seahawks. Um, I would say the biggest one, I would say like one of the few that managed to get people through was the the Ravens taking care of the Jets easily. It's just all the the teams you wanted were on the road in week one. So that was... uh, that was unfortunate. Yeah, I think that uh, you, you, you kind of had to go to the road, obviously, that past week uh, if you wanted to. Yeah. Wanted to, hey. Yeah. A lot of people would have been taking uh, the Bengals, too, against the Steelers, right? And uh, and and would have been out because they would have been, like, defending Super Bowl champions against Trubisky? Get out of here. Uh, so that that was one that, that was reported. All right. What do you say we go ahead and – Yeah, I'll pardon? give you my five if you like. Yeah, let's go ahead. Craig, why don't you kick us off for week two? New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. I'll give you the plus three on that one. Appreciate that. Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, let's go with the 
You know, let's go with the Bengals. Mm. I, I like the first like two. I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm thrilled about that one. The first two I was on board with. I, I'm not. I don't feel as bad about it as the San Francisco minus seven and a half. So I'm not going to throw my body in front of this one. But yeah. Well, I'm taking the Niners again. There you go. That's a good one. And my last you're, you're th- one. I'm going to uh, go marching down the field. Oh. As the Lions refuse to yield. <laughs> Give me gridiron. Give me Detroit Lions at home. All right. Washington team. All right. Billy, nice little three and two grinder, grinder type week last week for you. Uh, week two, who you got? Yeah, well, Craig did it right. Uh, Craig did it wrong last week, and I feel like I'm copying him. But I, I got Detroit and Cincinnati are on me as well. Mm-hmm. I just don't like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be on the record saying I don't like the Cincinnati. The Detroit one, I'm, I think, is a fine pick, but I don't know. The Cincinnati minus seven and a half is a red flag game to me for some reason. You you guys are getting a better number than the nine that it was. That's for sure. All right. I just like, yeah. it's it's Cooper it's Cooper Rush I get with a bad offensive line and no weapons. Like <laughs> yeah, I, I just get you know, what you're like, saying, I just, but yeah, I get what you're I saying. Yeah. Else. All right. Who else do I got here? I got uh, Tampa Bay taking Tampa Bay. I will. Interesting. Take, yeah. And I will take the Ravens at home. And my last pick, I am going to go with, I'm going to go with Chicago to cover. Okay, Chicago plus 10 for Billy. Um, I am going to share a couple of these with you guys. Um, Give me Jacksonville. I'm going to take Jacksonville as the home dog. Uh, Give me New Orleans. I'm with Craig on that one. Uh, give me Carolina. I'm taking the Panthers plus the two and a half, and I do think that's a money line game. I'm recognize that that's my money line pick of the week. The way Steelers was last week, that my money line pick of the week is uh, Carolina uh, on the road in New York. Uh, I'm with Craig. Uh, lay lay the eight and a half with San Francisco. I think this is I think this is a blowout. And then sorry, Billy, I'm taking Philly minus the two and a half on on Monday night. I, I just think they'll be able to control the clock. Uh, against the against your Vikings, so uh, that's that's gonna be me. I think my favorite bet of the week, though, is just the Jets Browns under total, <laughs> like just Jets Browns under forty. I think it's not my favorite of the week. My favorite ticket this week, though. Let me ask you what you guys think about this. Um, I know teasers are supposed to be you know for sad people and sharps don't do them, but I, I like a Broncos Raiders teaser. Tease the Raiders down to a pick'em. Tease the Broncos down to minus three. I kind of did, did yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be. I like that's, that. I like that. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. I think that's. I think that's one that'll come in for you. Yeah. So that's 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 what I think. I think we'll, we'll, I'll recommend that as a little as as one for the for the kids out there. Tease the Broncos down to minus three. Tease the Raiders down to uh, down to a pick'em. Uh, so that is it for this week. Crossover podcast available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossover podcast and iTunes. Please rate and subscribe five stars only. We're also on Google play, Spotify and Stitcher and pretty much any podcatcher that you happen to be listening to. And if they're not just email us and let us know, uh, leave us a review on whatever one you do. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the crossover podcast. Um, that won't be all for this week. Uh, you get this one probably Thursday morning uh, before the Thursday game comes out. And then I think sometime Saturday, you'll probably get another one in this feed. Uh, Kevin and I are going to hook up this week, get back to the other side of this podcast. And I'm finally, 
finally, because I've been getting some flack for not doing this, I'm finally going to review Thor Love and Thunder, which I did not do uh, when it initially came out, because I did not get out to see it. But it was finally put on the plus, and I have seen it, and we're going to we're gonna talk about it and probably get caught up on some of the other MCU shows. I'm really liking She-Hulk right now. You, you watch She-Hulk, Craig? Uh, no, I guess I, I have watched She-Hulk, but I'm an episode behind because I was uh, away on vacation, so... Okay, yeah, it was a good one. It's a good one. Yeah, it's a great show. It's a fantastic show, I think. Uh, yeah, so Craig, Billy, as always, fun doing this with you guys. Uh, take care of yourselves, and uh, we'll talk to you next week when we uh, do week three. Take care, everybody.